So our award show is open and don't miss out on the early bird deadline, which is the 11th of February. Welcome to a very, very special Creative Floor and Advertising Health podcast. I'm joined by the editor-at-large of Advertising Health, Mr. Tim Jones. Hello, Tim. Hello, Shahid. Nice to, nice to be on another another podcast with you. This is fun, actually. I quite like yeah. having like somebody to help me out. It um, sort of takes the pressure off a little bit, so thank you. <laughs> so we are here to celebrate the amazing launch of Advertising Health World's top 10 annual and advertising health and their team have painstakingly ranked the world's most awarded agencies from 2020 and 2021 award shows and for anyone that isn't aware of the award shows that are in the runnings for the rankings they're picked from lions health Clio Health, The One Show, The Creative Floor, and the LIAs. And I must say, it is a fantastic annual. It's been beautifully designed, and you can check it out at thecreativefloor.com slash awards and advertisinghealth.com. And do check it out for the full top 10 and all the interviews. The design is absolutely stunning. So even if you just want to, you know, geek out the typography and the beautiful layout, please do check it out. We are absolutely chuffed to bits to be chatting to one of our amazing industry superstars who have made it into the top 10. We have the Chief Creative Officer of FCB Health New York, the amazing, the wonderful Kathleen Nanda. Hello. Hi, Shahid. Wow, that was quite an intro. Thank you. You're very generous. And I am here <laughs> chatting with you guys. Well, you did it. Do you know what was really, really interesting when you look at the whole list, when I was looking at it anyway, having FCB Health New York in there was quite phenomenal because I didn't actually appreciate how big you guys are. And scale doesn't always mean good or it doesn't always be creative. So I always think it's much, much harder for the bigger agencies to, you know, have some form of creative clout. I think it's a little bit easier when you're an independent, just for those outside of the States who might not, you know, appreciate the size of FCB New York. Can you just let us know like how big the agency is and even like talking about how many open roles you might have just in your creative department? Oh, God, you know, it it is, it's staggering when I start to think about the numbers. But right now, I think our creative department's latest numbers are pushing 600. And that's just the creative department. And uh, (laughs) we have about 150 openings in the creative department. So, you know, it is it is a lot. There's a lot going on for sure, and we're very growth focused. We're extremely growth focused agency. So much of our energy goes into new business and hiring and growing our people. And so it was especially nice to see that we made the top ten for this because so much of what we do is really focused on our business and our clients. So to see that the awards come as well makes it even sweeter so yeah it's it's crazy over here obviously you're an amazing creative and you're an incredible leader otherwise you wouldn't have got into this into this list but but the fact that you're a female obviously will be a huge inspiration for many many women and you know males as well but just starting out in in the industry you know we talk a lot about diversity of all all, all different sorts of diversity i think this is just a really lovely 
statement as well like you know as a, as a woman you can get to the biggest agency ever and and you can still knock it out of the park and you can still do some pretty incredible work so just, just from that perspective I thought that was really inspirational oh that's nice to hear and I actually have a lot of of young women ask me about that and you know they they especially like to hear that I have two children um you know it's it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And I think our industry has really changed for the better over the last 20 plus years that I have been on this journey. And um, it's not easy, right? You have a lot to balance and, and a lot to do. But I think that there really is room at the table for everybody now. And it wasn't always like that back, you know, 15, 20, 25 years ago, it was, it was different. And now you show up to meetings and there is a very diverse group of people in the room and females are expected to be there just as much as a male, even in leadership positions. And we see that on the client side too, which is really refreshing. And I think it's a great trend and it's great for the next generation to see, you know, the, if you see it, you can be it mantra. I mean, it's, it's almost become normal now to, to have this. Whereas before it was something that everybody noted and everybody commented on, but now it's just sort of expected, which I think is exactly where we should be. And it's exciting. It's exciting to have watched all of this unfold during, during my career, we've gotten to a much better place. Was this always the goal for you? to be, you know, CCO? <laughs> no, actually, I had I had no goal of this whatsoever. I wish I could say I had that much ambition in me um, <laughs> or foresight. I really didn't. I just love doing the work. And I sometimes don't have an off switch and I just get into it and I keep going and going and going. And, um, you know, you sort of lose yourself in the work when you start to really roll up your sleeves and get in there. And before you know it, you know, if, if you really commit to that, things just start happening naturally. I never set out to get that promotion or reach that level. It just, I think, happens when you are a really committed, dedicated, passionate employee and, um, and a good all-around colleague. You know, I think that you have to be a great creative. You have to enjoy it, but you have to make it enjoyable for everybody else around you, too. And, and that, I think, helps you grow in your career and rise. And it helps people want to join you on the journey. And, and that just sort of happened organically for me. And I accidentally found myself in this position. And it it's, feels like a very lucky situation to be in. And it's, no. it's been really phenomenal. There's no luck about it, um, Kathleen, at all. That's, I love what you're saying there about just not focusing on it too much, but just focusing on the thing that you're good at, focusing on the work, focusing on the people, um, and the rest sort of happens as a consequence of that. I love that. And, you know, the fact that you're surprised to make it into the top 10, like that, that that's great to see, you know, because sometimes we get carried away by ambition too much in this industry. And I love that, you know, your focus is on the clients and the client work and, you know, the success that comes after it is just, it's like a lovely added bonus, you know, and I think that's a real lesson to, to take for everyone listening. Um, but now that you've made it into the world top 10 and it's a huge thing because we've, you know, we have, um, we've curated the work and it is exceptional uh, going through previous annuals when we first started this initiative um, 
and seeing where where we came from in terms of the level and quality of work within healthcare to where we are now, it is it's extraordinary the jump and the and the level of execution. So it is a huge achievement to make it into the top ten. So I wanted to ask, how does that feel now that you're in it? Even if it is just a sort of side effect of ah. of you know how how does it feel to to have made it into such a esteemed company? It's amazing. It's I'm just so proud. I'm so proud of all our teams. They work so hard. You guys know how hard it is to get great work through. You're committed to it every day. And, you know, people lay their heart and soul out for this work. And and it's just, you know, they do it because they love it. We all do it because we love it. We want to do great work. We want to make an impact out there. But to be recognized for it, when you sit back and you see wow, you know, this, this had a ripple effect that we didn't necessarily um, see when we were, when we were nose to the grind doing this and to be celebrated for it and recognized just makes it that much sweeter. It's, it's really a fantastic honor. And, um, and I can't wait to see the annual, I can't wait to check it all out and, and feast on all the amazing work, because I think what you were referring to, Tim, how this whole sector has dramatically pushed forward. It's so exciting to see. And I think it's really just the beginning. I'm noticing year over year, the work is getting better and more thoughtful and better crafted and smarter. And I think the level of talent that's coming in to this is getting better and better every year. And that is really helping push the work forward. So to see it collectively and, um, and even, you know, see it at, at my own agency and watch this, you know, output, it's just, it's amazing. It's astounding. I'm, I'm so happy. I couldn't be happier. Fantastic. Right. Second question. This is quick fire. So what's the secret? Kathleen is is there a secret and if there is a secret what sort of internal systems do you have that you could share you know I don't I don't think it's, there's a secret to it I really think it's creating the right environment for people to be successful and for people to feel comfortable taking creative chances you know if you're in an environment where you're scared where you're berated where you're told all the time, you know, your work sucks and it's ripped off the wall. I think that shuts people down and we work very hard to have the opposite. Uh, we are very encouraging. We are excited. We're all still hungry for what's next. And I think that really sets people free. And as a creative person, you want to have a bit of a sanctuary, a bit of protection around your ideas and your creative process. You need to be able to take risks, to feel like you're not going to be penalized if things don't necessarily work out the way that you had hoped. That's okay. You get right back up and you start it again. And that all comes from, you know, hiring the right people who check their egos at the door, who really are worried about the work and the collective community that we're in and not just themselves. And that's been, you know, I've hired a lot of people over the last couple of years. I've been in this role almost three years. I think I hired probably close to 300 people. And it is important for us to look at not just the creative chops, but who they are as human beings and corporate citizens and how they're going to treat the people around them to make creative a, 
a really desirable place to be and to make the work really sing. And, um, and so far it's been working, you know, I, I wasn't sure <laughs> if it would all work, but I, I really do think environment is everything. If people feel safe to take creative chances, they will. And this is what happens when they do that. It's really interesting. You, you, there's a sort of connection so far from what I can observe is it is this love I mean you know when I asked you was there an ambition to be CCO and you were like no just love what I do <laughs> but you know you said it much more articulate than that and then you know asking you about how does it feel or any internal systems and it's just this you know it's this theme of love and we're running a, a sort of series of these podcasts and this is the second one that we've recorded today and and that even in the first one it was a, it was a theme of love <laughs> and and I'm and it, that, that was with um with Steph and do you think that being a female creative leader can kind of give you a can I don't know maybe you can express an, an element of love with people or a creative department that that maybe a man wouldn't be able to do as well I don't know what you think about that I'm just spitballing with you you know it's funny I I have thought about that Shahid I have wondered because I came up in this business I didn't have any female creative directors I had all men and and it was a different era right but the theme was definitely toughing it out. How tough can we make you? And, um, you know, and we all have these crazy stories of what it was like to go into creative reviews with our old creative directors. And, you know, one person said to me recently, thank you for not setting my concept on fire. And, and she was, mm. she was serious. Her old creative director used to just light concepts on fire and say, you know, this what? is totally what? And, Wait, what? With a real fire, with a real light. Yeah, yeah, with a lighter. They were like a piece of paper Jeez. on fire right in front of them. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and this was years ago, and, and this is just, you know, it's, it's different now. But I do think that there is something to that. I do think that, you know, we can't say unilaterally that all women are approaching um, these creative leadership roles the same. But I do think we have a different touch and a different... Um, approach very often. And it is maybe a little bit more nurturing, maybe a little more protective of our people. And, um, and that sort of sets a, a little bit of a different tone. It's also from what I have seen, and this is completely anecdotal, a little less competitively intense. Um, it, it becomes more about the work itself and, and maybe a little bit less about the individual achievement. Um, and, and I, and this is completely anecdotal and, and there's not that many of us, there's not that many female leaders, but I have had people say things to me in that vein. And, um, it's definitely something I'm thinking about more and more often because you don't really think about your management style. You just go out there and do it. It's every day you're running as fast as you can and you just have to go with your gut. Um, but I do think that there might be a, a little bit of a, a potentially different approach with, with females in this role than, than men, for sure. Mm. And it, it's certainly encouraging to see more and more um, strong female leadership within our, in, I think our healthcare industry is probably a lot better than, than consumer um, advertising. So, so that's, that's good. But, you know, the more role models we have, like yourself, like Steph, you know, like like other titans in this industry, um, the more we're going to get young creatives understanding that, that, that there is that possibility. And, and that's how we get to way more interesting work 
and uh, way more um, diverse thinking across the whole board. So that's that's great. That's really great to to see. I agree. And when you think about the role that women play in purchasing in health decisions, it just makes so much sense for representation to be in pa- mm. on par with that. And then I think the next step for us and something we're all trying to do, right, is to make sure that that diversity extends itself to not just women, but, you know, people of color, um, people from different backgrounds, because I think you're right, Tim, that's when the work gets very rich mm. and meaningful for all different audiences. You know, you can push in on insights and experiences from a from a broad range of people, and that that always makes the work so much better. That's great. Well, well I, I didn't expect us to get uh, onto this topic so soon, but I'm I'm glad we did because the one question that I wanted to ask was, knowing that FCB Health has made it into the top ten, and you're obviously massive advocates. Um, you know, just by being in this annual, by by chatting to us, you know, your your agency is supporting the Talent and Diversity Fund. Um, from the creative floor superstars with Shahid and his team. And, you know, you're helping bring the best talent uh, from underrepresented communities into this industry. So I, I guess you kind of answered there, but I'd love you to elaborate if you can. H- how does diversity play a role in your company? Uh, I would say diversity is completely baked into everything that we do. So right from the start, right from the, the initial connection with our company, it starts with the hiring process. So we have um, special hiring programs in place that look for people from diverse backgrounds, underrepresented backgrounds, and um, we pull them into the workforce, even though they may not necessarily have the qualifications, the exact qualifications for the job, we train them with paid training. And then we work very hard to convert them to full-time employees. And uh, this is a, a program that we started last year called Write It Forward. And um, and I think we have something like a 95% conversion rate from the um, the people who've entered the program to the people who have been converted to full-time employees. So that's right at the get-go. You know, we're trying really hard to find folks who wouldn't normally find their way to us. And then as soon as you get to FCB, we have WE, which is our um, diversity organization. It's social network. It is, it's very robust. It is a place where people from all sorts of different backgrounds and ethnicities can join together. They have their own community on teams. They participate in all sorts of internal and external programs for education, for um, celebration, And then we all have um, this mandatory diversity, equity, and inclusion training. It's very intense. It, I think, was 12 weeks. Every employee has to take it. It's a couple of hours a week commitment. And um, it, it was absolutely fascinating. And it really teaches you so much about implicit bias, about 
things that you may not have thought of before, and it raises your awareness, your compassion, your empathy, your understanding. And so that's been really phenomenal to watch the whole organization participate in such an intense program. And then after that, if, if you still have areas where you want to dig in, you can do individual trainings and uh, focus on key areas, and, uh, and you can do it with your peers, or you can do it independently. And then we also do creative consultations with our we counterparts and colleagues. And that is really for us to make sure all the work that we're creating and putting into the world is looked at through a DEI lens. And we have, you know, we have a, a group of folks who come in and they look at our campaigns, they look at our work, and they point out, you know, certain things that people may have missed, may not have realized is, you know, could be sensitive to certain populations. They help us plus up the work. They help us feed in a little bit more strategically on insights that may not have come to the forefront initially. So having them on the journey, on the whole creative journey, weighing in and representing their um, target population, I think has has been amazing for us. And, and especially in all our clinical equality work, having them come in and, and um, really play a, a pivotal role in the development of that made it much richer and much more authentic. And, and this is something we're just going to keep on building out for the future. So really, DEI is just everywhere for us. And, and sometimes you don't even notice it's so baked in because it's just part of our, our normal structure. And I think it's going to just continue to grow as we start to introduce more and more diverse folks into our our staff, our on-staff um, employees, and not just freelance. And, and through the departments, you know, one of the things, I don't know if you guys see this, but the creative department, um, it's, you know, it, it, I think it lags a little bit behind some of the other departments. And that is definitely something that we're, we're hoping to really dig into this year and, um, and hoping that, that these programs that we've put in place will help accelerate that. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. And, um, you know, the, even if you look at the top 10, it's no coincidence that, you know, majority of those agencies have diversity at the heart of their culture and their product. So it's, it's amazing what you guys are doing. And, you know, even that the creative consultations is so smart. It's the first time I've heard of any, any agency or network creating something like that. So I think it sets a really great example for, for others to follow. It's really fantastic. So that's a great segue onto the next question. So is there a piece of work that you absolutely loved over the last year that isn't, that isn't yours that you'd like to, you know, talk about? Uh, you know, I think this was a really good year for creative. It's it's hard to uh, to say just one piece of work, but I think um, there were two pieces that really I thought stood out, and I keep thinking about even months after judging these award shows. And one of them is the Wooger Sick Beats Vest, and uh, the other one is the McCann Change the Ref work that they did um, the the um, synthetic human of Joaquin. And I think those two pieces of work, even, you know, when you judge these award shows, you see so much work and it doesn't always stay with you. And those two pieces of work have really stayed with me. I think about them constantly. And it's interesting because they used technology and they really took the opportunity to take the latest and greatest tech and turn it into something that 
could amplify uh, an experience and an understanding, and uh, and it's it's amazing to see and and what Area Twenty Three with did with Wujer to sort of interrupt the therapeutic paradigm. I think puts the creative department into a a really lovely position. You know, if we can start getting into that kind of work where we can enhance the the actual treatment experience and um, you know, the sky's the limit. And I think that really showed us what's possible and and how creatives and creative thinking can change lives and and you know help these, you know, this particular population, especially as incredible the CF population. And then, you know, watching what McCann did with um with that haunting film, it, it was just, you know, you just can't stop thinking about it. He's back from the dead and, and he's giving you all of this message and to be able to have done it in such a high quality way and to have it be so absorbing, it's haunting, you know, it just gives you the chills. So I know I was only supposed to mention one, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Tim, I'm sure Tim wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> extending that but yeah i mean that obviously tim tim was part of that you know one of those campaigns what's interesting when when you're talking about those two pieces specifically when you compare it to maybe other pieces it is that they really reached into culture mm. didn't yeah. they like they really kind of went beyond just an ad and and they sort of really went beyond and they sort of really impacted the cultural communities that they was aimed for so I think yeah that could be something to maybe for all of us to aspire to looking forward to 2022. Sure I think it just it really makes creative so valuable when you start to see what it can do like that and the difference it can make and the impact it can have it's it's amazing and it's as a creative person you know, it just whets your appetite and it points you in a new, a whole new direction, which is always exciting. It's mm, great. And, and, you know, interesting that both examples are, are sort of tech-based ideas. I think that's, that's also a trend coming through that we're seeing a lot of focus on obviously the culture and like looking at healthcare issues, but then how do we use technology to, to bring awareness or, or, or change or help people live an easier life, you know, with the, the, the vest or whatever it may be or whether it's a corporate stand, like some of the work um, that, that McCann Health did with the, that, the inhaler or the packaging design that Sachi and Sachi did. You know, all of these little innovate, innovations within health is so exciting to see. Um, and, and, and that, for me, is, is really, really great um, and interesting that you, you picked those as your, as your two as well. Um, it's, it's, speaking of great work, um, and another question that I'm sure everybody listening would would love to find out you know you you've made it into the top 10 with with the work that you put out into the world is there anything else exciting that you're working on um and i guess to caveat that because you work in healthcare um is there anything that you're excited anything exciting that you're working on that you can tell us about (laughs) (laughs) that's always the trick right what can you talk about where it's actually released. Um, you know, we're always working on on tons of stuff. And when you think about the numbers in our department, it's just crazy, the volume of work that we have happening. So yeah, we have some great work going on for some of the big launches that we're doing. And of course, I unfortunately can't talk about any of that stuff. But we do have uh, a really deep commitment at the agency to health equality, clinical equality, blood equality, 
um, mental health equality for physicians. And so we're heavily invested in that area. And we have some very cool stuff in the works for that, that, um, you know, we're really going in deep on these causes. And it, I think there's going to be some some good stuff. I can't, you know, get into detail about everything because everything's still in the works. But it's uh, there are a few things that we're very excited about, and they will hit the market in 2022 um, in various capacities. And we've brought on some new partners to help expand the reach and the voice we have in the equality sector. So we're working closely with them to. Um, to get some stuff out there that I think is is going to be hopefully uh, going to move the needle a little bit, so that we can get a little bit further ahead with with some injustices that are that are going on. So I can't be specific, but I will say that 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 those are the areas where we're where we're sort of putting our creative energies, and it is busy, busy, busy. Next question. I know you probably never have a bad day because everything's brilliant, but on the odd occasion <laughs> where you do have a bad day, yeah. um, are there any tips that you could share with our listeners? Oh, God. You know, I think that you just have to laugh it off. There are always going to be bad days. There's going to be bad weeks. And um, resiliency is your friend. You just need to be resilient and you need to know that this too shall pass. Don't worry about it. You have your good days and you have your bad days. And as long as in the end you are committed to the work and committed to the people you're on the journey with, it'll all be fine. And just, you know, you you just have to laugh it off and dust yourself off and pick yourself up and and keep moving. You know, you have to just keep moving forward and not let it define you and and break you. And we all have days where we are just kind of scratching our heads at the end of it and being like, wow, what just happened today? How did this go so sideways? And uh, it's always a learning experience. You know, there's always when you take stock and you assess and you adjust accordingly, you're always going to learn how to maybe avoid it in the future, handle it a little better, or pivot accordingly, and keep your sense of humor and, and you'll be fine. You know, client service is unpredictable, and we're in a heavily regulated market. And so there's so much that's out of your control, but the only thing that you can control is your reaction to it. So you just have to try and stay positive and not take it too seriously. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, mean, you're, I think it's <laughs> when you talk about humor, I think you're so right. Because, you know, one of the things I keep telling people is that the only thing that's missing from my life is the documentary crew. Because if, if people could see, if people could see <laughs> half of the stuff that goes on, you know, in, in agencies, it, it would just make like, you know, you'd be winning Oscars and Emmys and all sorts just, just through the actions of just stuff that happens. But, you know, people can take it very seriously or you can just laugh it off. So. <laughs> true it's so true and i think if you have great people with you you know when you can turn to your partners and your colleagues and be like can you just believe what happened i cannot <laughs> even believe we are in this situation and that i think is a savior because when you're alone and you're sitting here scratching your head like wow is this really going on um it's more fun when you have some folks on the journey but yeah it is crazy you're so right shaheed it, it would make for good tv 
that's really funny. I, I can't get out of my head the almost like an office style, the office style documentary, like yeah. TV series. Dunder Mifflin has now become a healthcare ad agency, and uh, <laughs> or the cat, or, or Shahi, we can do it up in Slough. We can go. Um, <laughs> Yeah. A brilliant idea. Uh, I think you should make that your side hustle. Definitely. Add, add it to the list, Tim. Add it to the list. Seriously, that, that is funny. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. So, so that's great advice, um, Kathleen. And you know, we all we all know what it's like to to work in this industry. It can be grueling and it can be tough, but it's it's these types of days that that um, separate. Um, everybody and 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 hopefully these tips can help people deal with some of their daily struggles which you know if all of those listening we we feel you (laughs) we know what it's like um and you you aren't the only one going in so there's strength in community um so i I guess the the next question i want to ask you know you as the as chief creative officer of fcp health a massive agency doing great work um You've obviously grown up in this industry and and had some heroes of your own, you know, people who have shaped your career, shaped the way that you handle situations, shaped the way that you look at work and people. Um, and I'm, I'm I'd love to find out you know, who was your who's been your hero um, and give us a little bit of reason into why. So, just so I understand the question, is it my hero in this industry or? Oh, I- that's a great point actually you know what it doesn't need to be the industry it can be anyone in the world anybody who's helped shape you as a as a person oh you know that's a hard one i think it's really hard to say individually because there have been so many amazing people who have had an impact and um at different intervals and and different times. And sometimes they've had a good impact and sometimes they've had not so good of an impact, which is also important and can teach you a lot. Um, So, you know, it's, it's hard to say, but I think for me, you know, and, and this maybe exhibit some eye rolls here and there, but I've worked with Dana Maiman now for 10 years and Someone said to me recently, every meeting you're in with Dana is like a master class. And it was so true. And, you know, watching and learning from the way she thinks, the way she treats people, the way she can get behind the work and um, and still build this hugely successful company and be a mother um, you know, it, it's, we were talking earlier about, you know, what it means to be a female in this industry. And, um, you know, it's, it's always nice to see people who look like you treating people in certain ways, you know, it's with such respect and, and such compassion and, and such encouragement and not trying to be what the world thinks a leader should be necessarily, if that makes sense. You know, there was a, there was a sort of criteria for what leadership was. And a lot of women tried to embody that, whether it was true to themselves or not. And, um, and that's one of the things, you know, Dana has, has certainly shown me and I think a lot of other people at our organization and even beyond our organization, you can be true to yourself and who you are and it's okay. And um, you can still be highly effective and 
grow and build and do amazing work. So she's she's really had a huge impact on me and my career and um you know and and how you think about the business and how you think about leadership. So you know in terms of an industry influence, she is probably one of the the greatest influences I've had over my career. What do you think it is Kathleen about Dana? Cuz I've I I've I've got to know Dana a little bit over over the last few months or so Dana is amazing I don't I don't know what it is that makes her so fantastic but you know you've been much closer to her what is it what exactly is it what is that bit about her that makes her so fantastic and what is it that you can help share with other leaders potentially in in other agencies and smaller agencies that they can maybe learn from because I would love to do a podcast with Dana one day just so we can all kind of get a little bit into her into her mind what is it and what can you what can you tell other people that they can maybe sort of you know be a little bit better by, by what she does you know i think there's so many things that she does well but i think to to sort of bucket it is she has this um this intelligence factor that is definitely a business intelligence but also an emotional intelligence so she has both of those things and I think she goes deep on both of those areas. So when you work for her, you feel like you're her best friend. You know, she people will constantly tell me that, oh my God, Dana sent me a text with six emojis and 10 exclamation points asking me how my dog was because she heard he was sick. And, you know, this is someone who probably is never in a meeting with Dana. But, you know, so she has that compassion and she makes the time to reach out to people in meaningful, informal, very friendly ways. And um, and then at the same time, she has this incredible business intelligence that has shaped and reshaped the industry, not just our network, but, you know, where, where things are going. So she combines both of those things and goes all in on, uh, you know, doesn't prioritize one necessarily, because I think she really genuinely understands that you can't get anywhere without great people. And she, she makes those people, she makes them feel appreciated, and she lets them know. So I mean, I don't know if that's been your experience too, Shahid, but you know, she is, she is a steel trap of a mind. So she remembers all the business stuff, but also all the personal stuff. And it's those personal touches, I think, that that stick with people. Yeah, it's, it's, do you know what, I, I definitely think at a later date, we should cover like a, a few episodes on leadership, because, you know, I, th- I think the world needs, or, you know, the, is lacking <laughs> in leadership. You look at governments, look at countries, you kind of look at organizations and there are, you know, there are hardly any good leaders around. So I think, you know, it, it, it's amazing that you've picked, you've picked somebody who should, you know, really be an example to, to many others and, 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 and females too. So yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. I, I guess going straight back into, you know, FCB Health and, and your plans and your vision and after a very successful um, past 12 months, where you've made it into the, the, the top 10. What does success look like for, for you and your agency in, in these coming 12 months? You know, how, how, how will you judge 2022 to be a successful year? What does that look like? You know, I, I think it's the same as, as we've always judged it. You know, I, 
I really want to have a happy, productive staff. I know that these days that we're living in are just roiling all of us and people's stress levels are through the roof and there's so much unpredictability and I think the focus can shift and to keep keep your teams engaged and excited and passionate and give them a place to come every day that feeds them and nourishes them in all the right ways and then help them, you know, create this amazing work for our clients. And that's, it's really our, our very not so secret and, and not so smart philosophy, but it's, it works. You know, you, you keep everybody growing and you keep everybody happy and you give them new opportunities and you, you know, we pitch a lot of new business, bringing in a lot of new opportunities for everybody. And, and that really keeps it fresh and it keeps people's creative juices flowing. And, you know, in, in the midst of this tumultuous existence and time period we're living in, if your workspace can be predictable in a fun, positive way, then I, I think that is a huge win. And I think inherently and naturally great work comes out of that. So we're just going to keep focused and, and keep doing what we've been doing. It's worked. It's worked really, really well for us. And it's not rocket science, but it takes a commitment and it takes dedication and it takes patience and it takes a lot of encouragement, but you see the results and it's, it's very rewarding. And so hopefully we'll just be able to keep doing, keep doing it that way. Right. Next question. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh, I would say don't sweat it. <laughs> you know, I I would sometimes really get myself worked up over presentations or um, client meetings or, you know, we've all been on that business where there's been one client who has just been so difficult and nasty and you think it's going to last forever and it never does. Um, but when you're in it, it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, if I if I had to tell myself one thing, I would just say, relax, enjoy the ride a little bit more. It's all going to be fine. And it's just, you know, the roller coaster is part of the journey and it's part of the fun. So try and enjoy the ups and downs a little more and not let the downs get you so worked up because it's definitely a marathon and you have to... Uh, you have to pace yourself a little bit. Have fun. We chose advertising as our career. And on top of that, we chose the creative department. That is just the greatest stroke of luck ever. So we are just so lucky to do what we do every day. And it, it took me a while to realize how lucky we are to just have a blank page and be able to fill it up with whatever we can imagine and to be able to make a living from that. It's such a great, great, great existence. And we should appreciate every minute of it and not let it eat us up, <laughs> if possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how long do you think it took you to work that out? Uh, I would too long, Shahid. <laughs> too long. Last week. <laughs> uh, maybe this morning. It might have been over my <laughs> My conversation with you guys, I'm feeling all the love. Um, you know, it's it's still, you know, I still have to remind myself 
to do it. I'm sure everybody does, but I would say it was probably, God, it had to be 15 years before I figured out, like, just relax. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it, I guess, yeah, it, it, you're so right. You are so right. But I, I guess it's just, that's just the nature of experience, right? It's just one of those things you kind of go, well, I could have had a little bit more time with my friends and family if I didn't freak out so much. I could have been more present in the moment. But yeah, easier said than done. But I, th- I think you're so right. And I think it sort of goes back to, you know, some of the earlier things that you said about, you know, trying to bring humor to a situation or, or you know, just focusing on why you're there, which is basically a love and commitment for for the job and what you can do and, and the change that you could make to, to people's lives. So it's just sort of focusing on what's important and what's not, I guess. Right. So, Tim, do you want to wrap up with a final question? The honour. <laughs> I feel I feel a, a lot of pressure on this last question. Um, no, I, th- I think Kathleen, everything you've you've said and spoken about has been so helpful for everybody listening. It's so insightful um, and so inspirational. So thank you first first and foremost for for joining us and chatting about um, what you know what you're going through, how we can navigate this industry, the, the amazing work you've been doing, um, and just taking a moment to chat about it. So thank you. Um, and the question is. You know, that's me thanking you. Um, who would you like to thank, um, you know, for making it to the top 10? Consider this your Oscar speech, if you were, um, you know, and speaking to everyone and just letting everyone know who you're thankful for. And, you know, you don't have to name specific names um, or because you always, you always miss someone out, but uh, just right. broadly would, would be lovely to hear. Oh, there's so many people. Thank you for giving me the chance to thank them and thank you for the kind words. Um, I think think, of course, first and foremost, our teams, you know, as I was just saying, it has been a tough, tough, tough couple of years and they just show up in such a huge way day after day and pour themselves into the job and, and they don't let up. And we see the tremendous results of that in the work and um, in our growth. And we could never be where we are today without their complete and total dedication and talent. So, and, and it's really not just the creative department. It is our partners in the other departments. I mean, everybody, and that's one of the things I love about FCB is you walk into a room, whether it's virtual or real these days, and the brain trust that you're surrounded by is, is pretty impressive. So, you know, without, without our folks, without our staff, we could never, the quality of people and the quality of work they produce are outstanding. And then, you know, once again, I have to give a shout out to Dana because she has made so much of what we do possible in the way she has organized us and funds us and encourages and supports and provides, you know, air coverage for us to do some of the work that we do and, um, and then defends when she needs to defend and without a visionary leader who is not just bringing in the revenue, but keeping the talent and um, and really steering the ship into the future in a very positive way, we would not have the success that that we've had. So, you know, it, it is a collective. You never succeed alone, just like you never fail alone. And um, and I think that having all of these incredible people surrounding you and giving it their all has just been it's it's an it's inspiring to watch it's amazing and uh and i'm looking forward to 
the next year with all these folks. Thank you, NFCB, New York, and, and everyone for inspiring us by making it into the, into the top 10. I just want to thank you for your time today. I loved what you said about some of the, the tips of like not having an ego, loving what you do, bringing diversity at the center of everything that you guys do. And it was just phenomenal. And I just want to congratulate you on behalf of advertising health and the creative floor um it's an amazing amazing achievement in terms of what you've done and you have as you said earlier you've got 160 open roles in your creative department so anyone who's listening to this who wants to work for <laughs> top 10 world class yeah healthcare agency do reach out to, to kathleen i just want to thank you again and yeah a massive massive congratulations Thank you so much. Thank you, Shahid. Thank you, Tim. This has really been a highlight. It's been amazing to talk to you guys and and to really think about things in a different way. Thanks so much for giving me the opportunity. It has been a lot of fun and uh, I hope to do it again soon. Cool. Good luck for 2022. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. As ever, if you do enjoy listening to these podcasts, please do give us a rating and a review. 